You are listening to the Lighter Side Show audio podcast with Jamie Butler, the everyday medium, produced by the Lighter Side Network. Visit and subscribe to thelightersidenetwork.com for hundreds of video episodes exploring wholeness living, energy work, trans channeling, and more. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary. Hi, Lumineers. Welcome to the Lighter Side Show podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Butler, the everyday medium. And I am in studio today with Colleen McCarthy, RDN, which is a registered dietitian nutritionist. I love it. (laughs) And we're going to talk today about what drives you to help people. So, Mm -hmm. yes. But hold on to that. Okay. I know we want to dive into this so like right now, but Lumineers, I want to let you know if you want to know what's going on over here at the studio or at Jamie Butler Medium please head over to my website, jamiebutlermedium.com, and sign up for that newsletter. Colleen Ziegler is the one that puts that together. Now we have multiple Colleens in the studio today, which is interesting. (laughs) I haven't had that before. Pretty rare. It is rare, isn't it? Yes. So Colleen, I can't wait to dive in. You are a motivated master, (laughs) and you handle it like an introvert, like It is a very interesting mix because what you do is very extrovert and it's very personal and you don't do it in a way where it makes a big splash, but it does in every person's life that you work with. It blows my mind still every day. It does? Yeah. I love hearing that. Yeah. I just had a session yesterday with a client and I left feeling like I've just ran three miles you know, like the endorphins, just, it's so interesting, you know, um, I guess to go back to your original question of what drives me is I went through all of this healing alone and I had to kind of navigate healing my own body and figuring out what was going on with me physically, emotionally, mentally at a young age of 21. Um, And so I, once I went through that journey, I mean, I don't think the journey really ever ends, but, um, the first part one (laughs) of the journey, I made a promise to myself that I wanted to help other people, um, to be supported through this type of process because, um, feeling like there's something wrong and doctors telling you that there's nothing wrong, your blood work's all good, um, is quite defeating, and it's it's not really a way to live life. You're right, though. These people who come in and get blood work done and want a diagnosis from a doctor, and they look at you and go, "Nope, you're fine. Yep, everything's good with you." Yep, and they don't push further. Right. And what is that? Just blows my mind that the MD world, who's supposed to be caring for us, doesn't listen to us. Right. That's shifting. And it's shifting a lot with what you're doing. Right. And people just want to be heard for what they're experiencing. And they want to be, uh, in a way, they're looking for validation. Um, And in a way, I can give that to them um, by letting them know that I've been there. It may not have been in the same way, um, the same things that they're physically experiencing or emotionally experiencing, but I've, I've been there. I've been in in the down in it, um, and thinking to myself, 
oh my God, is this ever going to change? Am I always going to live life like this? So what were some of the symptoms that you had? So I, I'm just going to go right there. You I, are? Yeah. Thank I couldn't you. poop for two weeks. Oh, you are going there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I had really bad headaches, migraines almost every day. Um, my moods were up and down, up and down, like be happy one minute, slam in the cabinets the next, cry in the next, you know, it was just, um, I was kind of all over the place. I even had a little bit of an eating disorder, um, because everything I ate hurt my stomach. So I just stopped eating. Yeah. Um, so those were the main symptoms. Um, my cycle stopped, um, I had a, I was dancing ballet at the time professionally, and I had a director tell me that she didn't know what to do with me. And I was like, oh, that, oh, okay, all right. I don't know what to do with that comment. So I, I was there. Um, friendships were hard for me because I didn't feel like people understood me. They didn't understand what I was going through. You know, right. And did you ever come across where so many times you would tell them, I have a headache or I have this? And you're simply just sharing, but then your friends are like, well, I don't know what to do with that. Yep. And I don't know how to help you. So they start to avoid yes. or skirt you because then you're high maintenance. Yep. Because there you are just announcing what's going on with you, but nobody is taking the time to slow down and help you process it right. or look a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. So did you step out of your your professional ballet to I did. I kind of had to um, because I wasn't picking up choreography as quickly. Um, my joints were hurting. Uh, I had lost like 15 pounds. Uh, I was kind of really thin. Um, I mean, and I'm thin just nature. You yes. know, that's just how I roll. Um, but it was even more so. So, and then I wasn't getting roles. And so I just decided, um, I think now's the time I was living in Charlotte. I think now's the time that I need to pay more attention to, to what's going on because there's some, there's something going on. I would go to like, I had a GI doctor for a long time and he just would give me this pill was like, you know, here, take this. I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here telling you that I have migraines. I can't poop. I have, you know, all of these other joint pains and things like that going on. And you're giving me medicine to just make me poop. So I would literally wake up at five in the morning, take the pill so I could go to the bathroom before I started my day. And it was like that for like three years. Oh, Colleen. Until I rolled up to the uh, pharmacy one day and they told me that my medicine had been taken off the market. I freaked out, freaked out. Because I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, wait a second. Your doctor didn't give you a heads up? Nope. Didn't say like, oh, this is about to happen, so we need to process it. No, no, nothing. Nothing. Nope. Didn't even give me another option. I had to go looking for herbal remedies at that point by myself. At any of this point, are you thinking, I wonder if somebody else is doing this? Is somebody else going through this? You know, I was so young. I was 18 at the time. 18, 19. knee deep in it. No. You know, my mom was like my biggest, oh my, you know, she was the only one that. I felt like I could talk to about that part of what was going on with me. <laughs> what do you mean? You don't just talk to anybody about poop? My friends. You know, now I do, but... Um. She does. <laughs> <laughs> poop is your profession. I'm telling you. Yep. It's part of the deal, you know, okay. because a lot of my clients can't do that. Well, this is a good point. So you're an RDN. Mm-hmm. What kind of one-on-one sessions do you do? What do you call them? I call them uh pretty much like well they're nutrition consults but it, it's more like a, a a nutrition and lifestyle uh 
consultation. Yes, I think that fits a lot better. Yeah. Because you're not just talking about how to eat or what nutrition no. is. You are like you are looking at the entire lifestyle, mm-hmm. what their allergies are, mm-hmm. what their mental state of being is, where they are emotionally, mm-hmm. how do they comprehend, understand, connect to their physical body yep. and their health. It's like counseling too. Yeah, I do a lot of coaching. Um and I do, um, you know, it's also like looking at the subtle body energies of what's going on. Oh my God, speak to me about that. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> because things just kind of come up, like with, you know, intuitive abilities, you kind of just know things before the patient rolls up into your office. Mm-hmm. And I thought for a long time that I was just like, what is this? How, how do I just kind of know that what they're writing on the paper? And I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Okay, this is what needs to be done. And I would doubt it for a long time that I would think, you know, this is arrogant or this is like, you know, yeah. some, something like that. And But every single time I was spot on. Um, so there's a lot of that, too, that kind of comes into play. So I feel like, you know, I don't really announce to my clients that that's what's happening because I didn't know what it was for a long time. I just it would just happen. Um, but when those things come through, I can um, kind of gauge where they're, you know, where they're kind of stuck. Um within the physical body and where things are like eh, sludge. Um, and then the belief patterns that are around that, like I'm not good enough. I haven't, you know, like those types of things, like I don't deserve to heal. Those types of things come into play too. So I'm really, um, I mean, and I don't like unload that in the first session, but I kind of let them know that maybe, maybe this is, this is part of it too. You know, just, just a light touch. Um, I think it is. I had that thought yesterday. So I've been in yoga teacher training for yeah. the last four months. Uh-huh. Yesterday was my last class. That's awesome. And I was like, wow, you know, my body is actually finally feeling strong. Yeah. It's hard for me to stay present in my body because my light mm-hmm. and my abilities kind of take me out of it. Yep. And because I could feel so strong, I was like, screw that. I'm going to eat me some ice cream. That's right. <laughs> and... There's no relationship there, why that needs to take place. But it was like, okay, now that I have attained something, I can go and destroy it now and mm-hmm. trash it. And I had to sit down and go, what are you doing? I don't digest lactose very oh. well, so <laughs> what am I doing? It would have been really nice to have somebody to talk to me about that. Because yeah. all the doctors I've seen, they don't address that. No, they're not, not going to go there. when it comes to food or digestive issues. They mm-hmm. don't go there. No, they're not going to go there. And it's, it's really like, I would say, you know, it's like not, not necessarily using food as a reward, but you're already up. Your, your, your dopamine is already up. So in a way that was your way of taking it up a notch. Oh yeah. Addiction? <gasps> not, Do I have an addiction? No, to- no, no, no. It's not necessarily like an addiction. Dopamine? <laughs> but you know, like dopamine is like, you know, it's like a drug. Yeah. There's no ceiling. So if you're here and you want to be here, like the physical body will trigger you to eat sweets. Bastard. I know. <laughs> it's just what it does. So just being aware of it. If you're like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I know I'm not supposed to be doing this. It doesn't feel good physically. Um, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. Some, sometimes it's like, I'm going to do it and this is the consequence. And as long as I'm aware of it, that's cool. If I'm not being aware of it and I'm doing it anyway and I'm doing it daily, you may go down into a ditch for a little bit. (laughs) So I've noticed with people who have, let's say, a struggle in life or an intense 
shift Mm -hmm. where they have to climb the mountain, have a self-realization. I've noticed with many of these types of situations, people take that, turn that personal thing around and make a career out of it. Yep. I want to know why. Is that like too broad to ask? No. It's so intriguing. I've, for me, I'll, I'll just speak on my experience. All of the points that I had to go through, like um, brief background, I was dancing in Charlotte, had all of the physical body symptoms going on, moved to Atlanta, was dancing with a company. Um, didn't think I wanted to, but I did it anyway. Um, and was in massage therapy school. And with that whole realization of working with the physical body on that level, that's what took me to, to go check out my headaches. I wasn't even going for the digestive issues. I, I really wanted to figure out what, what is going on with these headaches because my dad got them, my grandmother gets them. It's in my family. So it's kind of like, I'm done with this. I don't want to pass it on. I'm, I'm done feeling like this all the time. So for me, um, that was like healing part one. <laughs> and then moving through a diagnosis of celiac disease and literally, like you said, it flipped my world upside down because I went from not knowing what was wrong with me and having all of these things going on to, oh my gosh, somebody figured it out, but they only figured out part of it, but that's fine. Celiac disease was what the, came out of the nutritionist's mouth that I saw, not the doc. This is way before gluten was a trend, you know, gluten free right. was a trend. <laughs> um, I literally asked my doctor, I was like, can you spell that for me? Cause I, I don't know what celiac is, you know? So then it triggered me wanting to learn more about what is happening within myself and how I could adapt and how I could make my life better, still living with something that uh, in someone else's eyes would hold them back. So I, I guess I didn't want other people to be held back just because of something that they had to change, you know, with their diet or with their lifestyle. You know, uh, for me, it was something that changed my life for the better. So I often see that with my clients. They're so much better off after they go through this thing, this dark period of my body shutting down. But most of the time, my clients are highly intuitive and they know something else is going on. So that's, it's like the main reason why they come is there is like, I, I'm not going to settle for feeling like this all the time. There's something else going on. Right. And I want to fix it. And most of the time they go on to, like you said, do something with nutrition or do something with, you know, um, products that are better for your skin or, you know, essential oil stuff, you know, or they're, they're into like taking better care of themselves and they do make a career out of helping other people take better care of themselves because when you feel better, you can live a better life. Right. And I wonder if it's twofold when we're helping other people, we're also helping ourselves. And so that keeps us on a track, you know? Yep. I'm (laughs) right. Yes. And through the education of it, it's enlightening. It's spreading knowledge to other people in a more grassroots way. Right. And so I appreciate the people who struggle with their own lives and turn around and make a career out of it. Like for me, I struggled with a lot of food. Mm -hmm. I have an animal protein allergy, which wasn't diagnosed until I was, I think, in my early 30s. But I knew as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And I became vegetarian, which was unheard of, mm-hmm. especially in a Southern family where right. you put ham, bacon, and <laughs> pork right. on everything, uh-huh. even green beans. Yep. 
and, um, you know, making that choice, but I didn't grow up and then become a chef and teach other people how to do it. Right. It just didn't motivate me, I guess. And mm-hmm. I still struggle a little bit with, um, I'm better vegan, obviously, because mm-hmm. there's animal protein and cheeses and milks right. and so forth. But I think what I did is I worked with my ability to see energy. Yeah. That was a, a bigger consumption for right. me. And I turned that around and made a career out of it, noticed other people did it too, and were lost as well. It's like, it, it's got me thinking if this kind of grassroots educational one-on-one, if this is really how we are meant to discover ourselves, like these big clagomp. Conglomerate. Oh, let's say that a thousand times. Conglomerates? Uh huh. That sounds right. Conglomerate. <laughs> you know, I'm going to hope that Jesse edits this and he's not going to. And that's going to be Jesse's shout out. Hello, Jesse. Thank you for all the hard work you do. Yep. He's smiling. He's not going to do it. The conglomerates <laughs> out there. There you go. You know, who pick that one path and say, this is it. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. But I noticed people like you, you really can do one-on-one and adapt each session to be completely different than the one before. Yeah, they're all all very different. Very, very different. Um, and for a while, I actually struggled with that. Because, really? yeah, because, you know, when, when I was in school to be a dietitian, they give you like, here's how the consult rolls. But I knew when I was in school that I was going to take that information and practice the way that needed to be practice, right? I know that sounds really bad, but No, that's great um, though. I've always been that way. That's really I've always confident. like give me the information and I'll do with it what how I, want. I roll. This <laughs> is how I do it. Um so I, I often struggled with like, okay, well I just did this with this patient. Let me try it with this one. And then it didn't work. You know, it would like blow up in my face and I'm like, okay. All right, let me just set the intention that Whatever needs to come through my mouth and whatever happens during this session is exactly what this client, patient, needs to hear. This is exactly what we need to do. So once I kind of let go of the, it needs to be this way every time. Yeah, how did you do that? Do you remember? Uh, I I mean, was it just so many in your face, the structure's not working that you finally were just like, screw it? Or I was like, let me try this. Let me just just wing it. it. You're winging it. Oh my God. And in winging it, you attached more to your intuitive yeah. side. And it worked. And I would leave, and my clients would leave these sessions, and I would leave these sessions, like, buzzing. And they would have so many, you know, breakthroughs and uh, realizations and uh, healing that would happen almost instantly with their, you know, mental body connection that it was, like, really exciting. <laughs> that is super exciting. Um, but even, you know, for example, yesterday I had uh, one patient and then another one and they were two completely different sessions, but I was dealing with kind of the same things. But one needed to hear and work on one thing and the other something else. I mean, it goes to show how different we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I always say, like, I have a lot of um, people ask me, well, can you tell me, like, what, what the average, uh, you know, food sensitivities, you know, what do you see, you know, often, what are the top 10? And I'm like, I can't tell you that because everybody's different, even in my own family, because of this, the blood work that I do, I tested everybody because I like to run experiments. So, (laughs) (laughs) 
And I test everything on myself before I do it, you know, with a client anyway, just because I'm just like my clients, the way that my body works. So I tested my entire family. There's five of us in, in me, my immediate family. None of us had the same sensitivities. There was some like, you know, all of us can't eat gluten because I mean, I had to get celiac disease from somebody. Um, <laughs> so that is the common denominator. There is nothing else. I mean, God, so you're getting people that come in and they're even indoctrinated to say, hey, show me the averages, yep. show me the best way to tackle that, and I'll just go do it and I'll be a really good person and I'll follow the process and I'll get that outcome. Right. And you've got to break them down like a wild horse. It don't happen. Yeah. Do and you, sometimes that's difficult. I was going to ask, do you get people who come in and just oh, headbutt you and me. headbutt yeah. you and headbutt you? Yeah. Those are hard days, but- Within the same day, within the same session, the end will be completely different. They'll get it. and They'll see, you know, how, how different what they were trying to get was a general fix when that doesn't happen when but, you're working with. Right. But did you think we're used to that? The general fix oh, from yeah. the, the doctor visit? Oh, the yeah, MD, yeah, yeah. The, here's protocol. Yep. And uh, now you're going to get this test and you're going to get that test. And then uh, if nothing happens, you're good to go. I experienced that last week. No. So recent? Oh, yeah. So I, um, you know, stress on our bodies. It changes things. It changes a woman's cycle. Anyway, I've been resting more, taking more time for myself, working on my boundaries with my clients because that's a big thing with the work that I do. I have to. Being intuitive. Yeah. I got to have some downtime. Otherwise, my physical body literally screams at me. So it, it had been screaming. And... Um, it had been a lot better cause I'd been going to acupuncture, doing all the things, doing my meditations, moving my body, doing my yoga every day. But I just wanted a, I could have done this test on myself, but I just wanted a validation from somebody that specializes in hormone stuff to tell me that everything was fine. But I knew going in, I told my mom, I was like, I really feel like he's not going to give me answers that I'm looking for. I really don't I'm I'm scared that he they're not going to go as deep as I'm feeling like needs to be done. But on the surface of that it's like is he are you just looking for validation? But I digress. So I went in and I had my hormones tested and the doc was like, "Well, with what you're experiencing, don't don't really think that, you know, you're you don't fit this category, you don't fit that category. You know, it's probably just stress." Um, but let me just run these tests anyway. He didn't tell me what tests that he was going to run, which I asked. You did? I asked. And he was like, oh, I'll just run the regular ones. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, he's going to run thyroid. He's going to run estrogen and Because those are, um, billable to insurance, right? There, there's the second layer of hormonal testing. That's not. Not. That's the stuff that I do. And I could have done it on myself, but I wanted another set of eyes because... It's hard to treat yourself. Yeah. You're not really supposed to do it. <laughs> um, I mean, you can, but, it, you know, I, it's always good to have somebody else. Yes. Look. So anyway, they did the test and I got the results back and I was like, oh, well, I knew it. He just did the basic stuff and it's within range, quote oh, unquote. She did air quotes just then, Lumineers. It's within range. So 
uh-uh. must be normal. I see mm-hmm. that all the time with my clients. There's borderline stuff. And I'm like, I'm going to fix this because it's borderline. That means in the cell, it's deficient. So let, let's go ahead and address it instead of letting it sit. That's cool. So where in the range do you think that it's becoming something you need to fix? Like, do you like to see it on the high end or the middle? Do you muscle test that? Like, how do you identify that? Um, I do intracellular testing. So some, Blow my mind. I don't know what that is. So it's testing what's going on inside of the cell, inside of the white blood cell. Um, so they take your, you know, take the, they take the blood mm-hmm. and then they do the specific kind of test. It's, it's not serum. So it's not what's floating around in the veins. They go into this white blood cell to see how nutrients are being utilized, where it is in the Krebs cycle. Um, Krebs cycle is uh, how we metabolize energy. She could see my face there. It went blank. <laughs> so cofactors like B vitamins are cofactors. So they, it's like a puzzle piece. They fit into something and then they make the system work. If that cofactor isn't there, there's an empty hole. So the rest of the system doesn't work. So even, even if it's deficient or borderline deficient, which is borderline, it's on the low end of normal, I'm going to fix it. So I like to see like, for example, uh, I'll use vitamin D for an example. The normal range for vitamin D is 30 to 100. That's a big old range. It's a big range. I like to see it in the 70s and 80s because once you get past 55, your body starts going into like autoimmunity craziness. So things is that good? Not really. Oh, go under. <laughs> Once you go under, Once you 55? go under fifty-five, oh, okay. the immune system starts kind of freaking out. Yeah, that's me. When I tested, I was nineteen. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, that's me too. I I I have to take vitamin D every day. I take it every day. Yeah, six thousand to eight thousand I use a day. Um, but I've also been on the other range where I took too much vitamin D. I, this is an experiment that I did on myself. I ate all the bacon for six months. And <laughs> then I kind of didn't expect that. I thought it was like, I stayed out in the sun. I mean, I did that too. You ate all the bacon. I ate all the bacon, so all the fat. Mm-hmm. Vitamin D is fat soluble. Mm. And then I took 10,000 IUs four times a week. Oh, my vitamin D was like 130 something. My doctor called and she was like, you need to come off of that. Because I, I have a, um, my primary care, I've been with her for like 10 years. Um, we work together a lot. Yeah. Um, so she, she gets, she can just call me and be like, Colleen, this is what you need to do or fix your, fix your food. You know, like this is what's happening. Um, so she called and she was like, you need to just come off of that. Your vitamin D was like 135 or something like that. What did it feel like? Does it feel any different? Are you I had able? diarrhea a lot. <laughs> Let's talk about poop. Colleen. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think what else it was a couple, it was like, four or five years ago, um, I was having a lot of headaches. That's so intriguing. Um, and you know, like being a practitioner, you think I should have seen this. I should have figured it out. But when it comes to your own system, Mm -hmm. it's hard, you know, like you can't read for yourself. (laughs) You are so, I go to someone. Right. Mm -hmm. It's you, you just can't. Um, so I feel like you kind of have to, you have to have your person, your people that help you while you help other people. I love that you put yourself in the forefront when you're trying to figure out how to help, like um, how to provide certain care or certain vitamin or what level that you do it with you. Yeah. Like, I don't hear that a lot from people who are healthcare providers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) As she shrugs and smiles so innocently. Oh. I know. I I just, 
that's just kind of how I do things. I'm like, let me try it before I recommend it to somebody else because I want to know what it feels like so I can relate to my patients. And, and you know, like in the, if they're saying they're feeling this, I can say, oh, I understand because I've been there. Because you don't stop learning. No, I, I don't. I feel like you, you have to keep learning because things are ever changing um, with symptoms, with all these, you know, tests and, you know, how lifestyles are changing and the new up and up whatever research is happening, you know, like um, if you're stagnant, you're you fall not, behind. You fall behind and your your patients aren't going to get the best care that they are coming to you for. Yeah, and not certainly not the most recent care. No. And it sounds like that's one of the drivers when, you know, you've been mentioning it throughout this podcast of you putting yourself through the experiment. It sounds like one of the drivers of... How yeah. you help other people. Right. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, like, I'm, I don't know if you fall into this too. If you <laughs> start experiencing something, you're like, oh my God, my thyroid's gone. Oh my God, this is happening. Oh no, I have this, you know, because like what you experience with clients, so it's hard not to take that on. But I think part of the learning and using things on myself is also to validate that I'm okay. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but. No, it doesn't sound silly. And so now I'm wondering, because you've got a lot of things coming up in your career, one being that you have a show coming out. Yes. May 14th. That's in two weeks. That's right. (laughs) Your show is called Nourished. Yes. And it's coming out on the Lighter Side Network. I'm so excited. (laughs) This is going to be awesome. (laughs) And these are some of the things that you'll be sharing with us. Right? This is like a slice of your life. It's going to be a slice of my life, yes. And kind of, um, well, it will be um, an insight to how I roll with healing and working with people. And I'm going to do my best to share all all the things that I can to help people digest what's going on. Well, I can't speak for everybody, but I enjoy your best. You've got it down. (laughs) How you share... How you cool. present everything, I am, I'm game. Awesome. I always learn something new when I'm with you. Cool. And Lumineers, if you're hearing something new that you like, please go check out Colleen. She's on Instagram, Colleen MCC underscore. She's also on Facebook, Colleen McCarthy, comma, RDN. Yep. And website, Colleen-McCarthy.com. Go search her out. <laughs> If you're thinking, oh, I don't digest things very well, or maybe I'm not feeling myself, yeah. you know, like I'm not, I'm just stuck behind my eyes. Yeah. I get that one a lot. Like yep. I'm stuck in my head mm-hmm. and I don't feel embodied. Yep. And I have those thoughts of, oh, well, I'm talking to them. Can they tell that I'm really not here? Like, right. You know that, oh. Mm-hmm. And I always find that's usually my, my dietary yeah. issues. Yeah. It's a big, it makes a big impact. You know, one of my clients said to me yesterday, she's one of the ones that was headbutting me for a little bit. Um, She said, I, I've never felt so clear. And I, she was like, in my relationship with my husband is so much better because I'm not mad all the time. I'm like, it does affect your mood. It does affect, you know, like how you show up in the world. I know for me, that was like one of the biggest things when I started doing this work, diving deeper into the gut health and food sensitivities. I was like, oh, this is what it feels like to feel like good and normal. <laughs> I wish I normally like to throw out a bunch of questions like yeah. 
is this good? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yes or no? But your work is so individualized that if we played the game, it just it would fall flat, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd probably you you'd probably I'd probably say, um, well, it depends a lot. (laughs) 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 And that's probably not what you want to hear. That's not usually what people want to hear. When they straight up ask me, well, what about this? I'm like, I can tell you the science behind it, but I don't know with you. I would have to look further. <laughs> Dang it. I know. You know, in the back of my head, I'm like, I want to know. Chocolate? I mean. Beneficial to some. Yes. But not everybody. Not everybody. If you're sensitive to things like aged foods. Um, That's a thing? Mm-hmm. Me. Serious. That's what caused my migraines. Phenylethylamine. Aged food. Mm-hmm. Tyramine. Mm-hmm. It's an amino acid that as food ages and degrades or Stop. ripens, tyramine, the concentration of that becomes higher and higher and higher. And in people that are susceptible to migraines and even IBS, um, it causes vasodilation, which is swelling of the veins. And that's where you have migraines. And you can test for that? Oh, yeah. That's one of the things that I test for. That's what actually saved me and my, my headaches was no avocados, Colleen, no making cookies with avocados. They are not my friend. Okay, first of all, please, why are you making cookies with avocado? I mean, that was like, this was a couple years ago when I was trying to do things. uh, In a healthy way? (laughs) Yeah, but at the same time, like butter is healthy if you aren't sensitive to it. I love butter. Grass-fed butter, not the margarine, you know. Um. I was just testing things out, trying things, you know, as a dietitian, you're like, oh, let me try it this way. And I did. <laughs> and I had a headache for literally two weeks straight. And oh it was the most depressing time of my life. It sucked so bad. In your opinion, when you see people who say that they're depressed or mm-hmm. they have emotional issues, mm-hmm. is most of it really caused from how they feed themselves, like what their physical instrument is doing? And yeah. it's not an emotional deficiency? It has or- a lot to do with it. I would say about 80, 85% of it is. And it's, you know, vitamin deficiencies too. So it's all, you know, the gut and the brain are connected. Mm-hmm. So if one is not happy, the other one's not going to be happy either. And they're both going to show you in their own way. It's just a matter of listening to what that is. So, I mean, I can tell right off the bat, you know, if somebody gives me, I just have a 24-hour intake, you know, tell me what you ate yesterday when I see a, a client for the first time. And I can kind of tell, like, okay, this is what's happening. This is what they're coming to me with is what's, quote, unquote, wrong with them or what needs to be fixed with them, as they say. Um, and it's also a matter of watching your show that's coming out. That's right. Nourished. That's right. Coming. <laughs> I love how bright you get when we mention it. <laughs> I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. I hope it helps a lot of people. It will. I can feel that. So before we sign off today, do you have any tips for our listeners that when they embody something new, like knowledge, whether it's from their nutritionalist or a physician, Mm -hmm. you know, a good one out there, or out of their life, how they can translate that to offer it to their family or their community or how to pass it along? So in my experience, because I did this when I was learning about my own body, um, I would just, if somebody asked me a question or if somebody was complaining about X, Y, or Z that was going on with themselves, I would just offer 
In my experience, doing this helped me. So maybe try this. Like, for example, going gluten-free. I know it's a wide, wide thing, and it's a pretty controversial topic these days. My brother was having, here I go again with the poop. Um, we have to, we started with poop. <laughs> we shall finished. end with poop. So my older brother was having pretty bad digestive issues and I had just been diagnosed and I was like, you know what, Patrick, like this is probably in the family. Um, you might want to try cutting out all those sandwiches that you're eating or, or try using this, you know, and, and he did and it helped. So I feel like sharing it in a suggestive way nice. yeah. is more, it's, it's easier uh, received on the other end instead of saying, do this. Love it. I agree. <laughs> right. You know, because if you tell somebody to do something, they're probably going to do the opposite. If you say, do this. Yeah. So Jesse's learned that with me. <laughs> We're still learning. <laughs> Oh, Colleen, yeah. I love having you in studio. It's been great. I love that you're filming here. I know. I'm so excited. In two weeks, we're going to be cracking open some champagne. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so, Lumineers, please, if you've heard anything that you enjoy, fingers to keyboard, let us know. Reach out to Colleen. She can be found on her website, colleen-mccarthy.com, or Instagram, colleenmcc underscore, or even checking out Facebook, Colleen McCarthy, comma, RDN. Let's stay in touch. Let's keep up with this great community that we have. And remember, Lumineers, it's not woo-woo. It's true, true. true. <laughs> Bye for now. The ideas expressed by guests and channeled guests on the Lighter Side Show podcast are not necessarily Jamie's personal beliefs. Information received from the Lighter Side Show podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical or psychological advice. For up-to-date info on Jamie, visit jamiebutlermedium.com. And subscribe to the Lighter Side Network, Lumineers. I'll see you there. The Lighter Side Network, where the everyday meets the extraordinary.